This is the Sons and Slaves Podcast. This is a show devoted to helping fathers and sons honor and obey the Lord. Join me, Jared, and my sons, Ransom and Valor, as I talk to them about boyhood and the process of becoming a man. Welcome back to the Sons and Slaves Podcast. I'm here with my co-host today, Valor and Dad. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You guys doing all right? Yeah. Good deal. I'm glad to hear that. Well, why don't we, before we do anything, go ahead and ask for the Lord's help. We're going to pray, and we're going to trust that God hears and answers prayer. He does, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Could you even count how many answered prayers that we've had over the years? Thousands. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, thousands. What happens when we lose an arrow? We find it. Yep. We pray, Jesus, help us to find this arrow. We get down on our hands and knees, crawl through the dirt and the grass. Fifteen. And we find it. And there it is. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity we have. It's an honor to sit here with my sons. I thank you for my co-hosts and how good of a job they've been doing at this. I pray we'd have a really good time today talking about the problem of coveting and then on the flip side of that, how we can enjoy what you have given us. Help us to not reach for, grab for, long for things that you haven't given us and help us to enjoy the things you have given us. And we trust you're going to help us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, fellas, you have been doing a lot more shooting with your bow. And why don't we just talk about bow shooting bows before we get going into the episode today. What have you enjoyed about getting your bow out and shooting some arrows? I don't know. Oh, it's just real fun. It's, yeah, it's just a little fun because I don't really know why. It's just fun. The feeling of when you shoot the harp, it just feels really good. Because yeah. you're aiming for the vitals and you're hitting, hopefully hitting the heart or the lungs. Yeah. And that's what we're aiming yeah. for. But yeah. it's just about practice. The heart or the lungs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you guys know, have you ever heard me talk about my cousin Micah who is a Navy SEAL? No. Well, there's an important lesson that I think we can learn from Micah and from Navy SEALs. One of the things he told me is that when they got back from a mission, they would come back and then they would spend a ton of time practicing shooting their sidearm at seven yards away. So they would get there. Gun out, shoot from seven yards away. It's a very, very close shot. But they wanted that repetition, and they wanted the basics down. And so they would shoot thousands of rounds inside 10 yards. I thought that was kind of interesting. Because sometimes when it comes to shooting bows, I've been telling you, hey, shoot from 10 yards, get really good at 10 yards. And then when you're really good at 10 yards, they'll step back to 15, and then step back to 20. But those shots at 10 yards, because I think the desire is, well, I just want to go further back. Yeah. You know, I want to shoot from 20 yards. But... If we're not good at 10 yards, we won't be good at 20 yards, will we? I'm really good at 10 yards. You're getting better and better. It's about getting it sighted in. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. for me to help because the angle of your eye to your hand is different. Even though I'm looking through that peep, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get that sighted in because it's smaller. I think your draw is about 24 inches. So it's a little 24, bit... 24, 25. 24, something like that. Yeah. So it's quite a bit smaller than mine. I've got it pulled in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like 22 right now, actually, I think. 22. I think it is 22 inches, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Valor, you've been shooting your little bear bow. You've been having fun with that? Yeah. And you took it to show and tell. Tell us about how show and tell went. Pretty good. Yeah? What did other people show at show and tell? Some po- po- some guy brought a diamond. Like, so I don't, we don't know. We didn't really know what it was. Was it real or fake? It was like a rock. Okay. Have you been enjoying that class? Yeah. With Mrs. Smith? Yeah. And you've been enjoying your class with Mrs. Lindstrom? Yeah. Your buddy Luke's there? Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
They've been taking classes at Cornerstone Reform Church that's right down the road from us. They have elective courses for children that are in homeschool, and it's uh, kind of like a homes- homeschool co-op, but with different classes, mm-hmm. and they've really enjoyed it. We've been having a really good time. New friends. It's been a blast. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, today we're talking about coveting. Have you guys ever dealt with coveting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Could you guys tell me about the Ten Commandments? Because I know that I think coveting is in there somewhere. Why don't you guys just go ahead and tell us your Ten Commandment song that you can encourage everybody else to maybe memorize or. One, have no other gods before me. Two, don't bet them in made things. Three, don't misuse God's name. Four, don't forget the Sabbath. Make it a Sabbath. Five, honor your parents. parents. Six, do not kill. Seven, don't commit adultery. Eight, do not steal. Do not steal. Nine. Do not lie. Mm-hmm. Ten. Do not covet. Covet. Do not covet. What is covet? <laughs> I have no idea. You don't know what coveting is. I do. I do. <laughs> you do know what it is. It's an important thing because coveting and that ugly twin sister envy, where you're envious of what other people have, they kind of go together. Those coveting sins. Coveting is like wanting something that other people have. That's right. Yeah. So what's so wrong about wanting what other people have? What do you think? That's be jealous. Jealousy. I mean, jealousy, and then right? Just um, just getting something that looks like it. But yeah. You just can't. Just can't um want it. Right. Because when we're coveting, instead of being thankful for what God has given us, what we're sad about is the fact somebody else has something that we want. So we can start thinking about, well, why hasn't, why don't I have that? Why hasn't God given me what I want? And that is not a grateful heart, and we want to have a grateful heart, don't we? Yeah. We don't want to be sad about what we don't have. We want to be thankful for what we do have. Yeah. 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 First, I mean, like, we haven't mentioned hot cocoa yet. We've oh, my goodness. What are you guys drinking? We missed out on our segment about what we're drinking. So what are you guys drinking? Hot cocoa. Hot cocoa with... Good Gosh, old mud. cow milk straight from the teat. Pretty good, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Is it too hot? No. A little bit. There's some marshmallows in there. Yes. Pretty tasty. But mine is out. It's the just sink. You know what we should do? Because I know that there's some listeners out there that really enjoy this podcast. We should ask them to maybe send in pictures of them drinking hot cocoa. Did we ask that before? Like, what are you drinking? You should send in pictures of what they're drinking when they're listening to the show. Yeah. It might just be a water yeah. bottle. It might be milk. It might be something, but it'd be cool to see what people are drinking when they're listening to the show. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Go ahead. next time you listen to the show, maybe think, oh man, we should maybe get some hot cocoa or a chai tea latte or milk. a good tea or milk or something like that to drink when we're listening yeah. to the show. That's fun. Yeah. It kind of makes something a little bit special about listening to a podcast. Do that. Do that. Yeah, they should definitely do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're back to boyhood and beyond. Back to Mr. Bob Schultz. This is a chapter on coveting. There's an interesting story here, and I want to lay it out for you and see what you guys have to think, just kind of like we normally do. And then we're going to see how it can, pl- it can apply to our life. And let me just tell you, just like all these lessons you've been, you've been learning, these things apply to your life, but they also apply to my life. Because when you get older, that sin of coveting is still an issue that we have to deal with. All the fathers out there that are listening in, all the moms out there that might be listening in, when you're thinking about what you don't have, it's easy to covet, isn't it? 
Yes, very, very, very easy. Very easy. Yep, or what about if you make a decision on, maybe just say, hey, Dad, Mom, we're going to go out and buy you guys a toy, and then you don't know which ones to pick, this one or that one. When you leave the store, you start thinking, oh, I should have picked the other one. Mm-hmm. You ever done that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because... Lots of times. Lots of times. And one time, um, um, I picked something that it was either that or that, and I accidentally picked one. Oh, yeah, accidentally. Because I thought um, that, would, that the other one would be cooler, but the, that one was not. It that, was not? No. So you started thinking, why did I pick this one? Yeah. And then you start thinking, well, I just, I don't even like this. And instead of being grateful for the toy that you did get, yeah, you were coveting what you didn't get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will tell you a story. When I was Valor's age, we went to Ollie's, and there were, I could have picked this to, these two toys, and there was this little monster truck that you could put on a hook, press the button, and it launched mm-hmm. right across. Yeah, one time. And I- there was this Sonic Lego man. Mm-hmm. And I was really into Sonic, and... I loved Sonic very much, and Valor got decided a monster truck. Valor was like, "Get a monster truck. We could race them." And I'm like, "I, I don't want a monster truck." Valor finally convinced convinced me to get a monster truck, and that night I was like, "Why didn't I get that? Why didn't I get that Sonic Lego man?" Buyer's remorse, mm-hmm. and you wanted that Sonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there we go. We're in that same ditch again, being ungrateful or sad about something we don't have. And that's what... I think they they don't have it anymore. They don't have it at Ollie's anymore? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that's okay, though, because you grow out of different stages of what you like or what you enjoy. Not not that big of a deal. Yeah, he, like, growed out of something. Water off a duck's back, man. No big deal. Big whoop. Sometimes things we think are a big deal in life, like they're not being a sonic, you, you realize when you grow a little older... You know, that really wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, sometimes, deal. like when we get older and you start thinking, yeah, yeah. boy, that was only 10 minutes of math. I shouldn't have been that upset about that. <laughs> and you're going to be thinking, why did that make me upset? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. All right. You guys ready for this story from Mr. Bob? I was preparing to build a house for my family. I also was faced with the temptation to take the wood that I assumed the company didn't want. I could feel my heart change from desire solely to be a good worker, to be a, to the double mind of serving the boss, but wanting wood for myself. So here was the situation. There was a bunch of extra lumber that was in the back. There was a big job site, and Mr. Bob was working on this job site, and all this extra lumber was there. They ordered way too much, and so they weren't going to pick it up and bring it back. This was going to end up going to somebody on the crew. And, and Mr. Bob started thinking, oh, I want some of that because I'm about to build a house. He continues, one particular morning I wrestled with my, with my desires. As I walked across the parking lot, I put an end to the struggle by quietly praying, Lord, I do not want to have a covetous heart. I want to have a heart that concentrates on giving my boss a full day's work. Let the scraps be his scraps, not mine. If you want me to have anything from this job, you'll make the company force it on me. With a single mind, I returned to work feeling light and free. Now, he had to let go and pray about what he was coveting. This is the first step when we realize we're dealing with covetousness, when we're dealing with envy. We just have to stop and say, God, I am wanting what isn't mine. Will you please help me? 
You guys think you can implement that the next time you're thinking about something that you're wanting that you don't have? Do you think you could pause and pray? What do you think, Valor? Yes, pause and pray. I think that's a good move, don't you? Yeah. Some, when we don't know what to do or we feel like we're struggling or are starting to sin with covetousness, just stop and pray. Mm-hmm. And then God yeah. helps us. Pause now, doing what you're doing and then pray. Pause doing what you're doing and then pray, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Lee, Leroy was the man. You guys ever heard of Leroy, the name Leroy? No. It's an interesting Sounds name, isn't funny. it? Leroy. Mm-hmm. Leroy. Hey, Leroy. <laughs> Very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, he was a job superintendent, and he came looking for me. He found me on the fourth floor trimming the windows of a meeting room. You're getting ready to build a house, aren't you, Bob? He asked. Well, yes, I am, Leroy. Well, then, everything on the north side of the building is yours, he declared as he walked out of the room. <laughs> Bob could hardly believe it. During his lunch break, he walked around to the north side, and there were piles of lumber, laminated beams, insulation, plywood, filled the whole storage area. The home base for this company was in Spokane, Washington, and it was cheaper for them to just get rid of the material than haul it all the way back from the middle of Oregon to the eastern edge of Washington, 500 miles away. He couldn't believe it. They gave him all this material. But here's what's so great. Because remember, he already let go of that covetousness, gave it to the, gave it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, all his buddies on the job site, they, they started coming. They heard that Leroy put Bob in charge of all of it. So they started coming to him and said, and they said, hey, Bob, can I have this? Can I have that? And then somebody else would come and say, hey, Bob, can I have this or can I have that? And then the whole job site kept coming and saying, hey, can I have this piece or that piece of lumber? Or can I have that stack of two by fours? And you know what Bob said? What? Sure. You can have it. Guess what? What? All that lumber was given away. And even though Bob was building a house, he didn't get a single piece of that lumber. Yeah, right? It, it kind of sounds odd because it's like, well, wait a minute, Bob, this is a good deal. And when I first read this, I was thinking, oh, man, you should have just got all that and got it to your house and just sat on it until you built your home. It's like, that was God providing for you, and you just gave it all away. But listen to this. This is what's so cool about this. He, he felt like this is what God wanted him to do. He wasn't coveting it, and he ended up giving it all away. Now, listen. He said, God knew my future. I didn't. If I had taken that material, it would have been a burden to me. I didn't know that we were about to move to the town of Cheshire. I would have had to haul it there from my house in Springfield. Later, we moved up the McKenzie River to a place where we eventually built our home. I would have had to move that wood three times before using it. Whoa. But then, here's what's amazing. When they were living on when they were living on the McKenzie River, he was working another job site, and Leroy was the boss again. And just as they were about to build the house, guess what happened? What? Mr. Leroy came back and he said, hey, we have a lot more wood on this job. Do you want it? And Bob said, yep. And it was hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of lumber that he was able to use for his house. Isn't that amazing? Nobody asked him? Huh? Nobody asked him for some? Nobody asked him for some this time? It ended up being his and he was able to use it. Now, listen to this. God knows what we need and what we don't need. He knows when to give it and when to take it away. Now listen to this, guys. This is a critical lesson. Valor, look at me. Sit straight up. Valor took his shirt off, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're men with our shirts off. Should we all take our shirts off? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Shirts off. Okay. Beat our chest a little bit. Okay. Now let's hear a growl. Can you do the Tim Allen grunt? Can you do that? Okay. There we go. Good job, guys. Now, listen to this lesson. Sometimes we reflect God's glory by having things. Sometimes we reflect Him best when we don't have anything at all. 
As a Christian man matures, he learns to be content with little and with much, whatever God gives him that day. Wow, isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Jesus prays, he teaches us to pray in the, uh, in the Lord's Prayer, and he, he tells us that give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread. In other words, he's requesting from his Heavenly Father and teaching us to pray that we, would re that we would request from our Heavenly Father daily provision. God, would you provide for me today what we need today? And you know what? God always does that, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Does God sure provide does. for our needs? Yeah. You yeah. can take it to the bank. He does, doesn't he? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. And he provides over and above our needs so often, doesn't he? Uh -huh. Yeah. He's been so generous with us, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. My goodness. Think about the toys you have. Think about the food that you get to eat every day. Think about our family and the things that yeah. we get to do and the friends that we have, our church family. Our, oh, about Mima and Papu. Oh. About Gigi. Uh-huh. Papa. About yeah. oh. who else? I don't know. All of our family. Kimberly oh, and Scott. Yes. Owen and Miles and oh, Hallie. Man. Owen and Miles listen to this show. Oh, they do? Yeah. They love it. They headbang at the intro music. It's really? pretty cool. Yeah. So God has been so gracious to us. Back to Bob. When a man covets, he's unable to enjoy the presence of God. Foremost in his mind is the item or the thing or the toy that he wants. He dreams about it. He schemes about how to get it. He becomes so full of his desire that his heart has no room to experience the presence of God. The man has lost his trust in God to supply his needs. His focus, his attention is getting the items or the toys that he wants. Sometimes he will resort to whining about it, to kicking and screaming, to deception, even to outright theft. That is why the Bible says that covetousness is idolatry. It's having something in our hearts that holds more of our attention and desire than God holds in our heart. We should never be thinking about or desiring or pursuing things more than we love Jesus, want to honor him, want to we want to glorify Him, right? I mean, it's yeah. pretty simple, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The hard part, though, is now just stopping with the covetousness. Mm -hmm. It's just being thankful for what God has given us. Mm -hmm. Now, if something doesn't belong to you, don't covet it don't, and don't possess it. If you find an item that was lost or stolen, locate the owner and return it. The usefulness and happiness of a man does not depend on what he, what he acquires. The fullness of joy depends upon the awareness of God's presence. Anything that threatens that awareness is not worth having. Do you guys know that God is with us every day? Yeah. You know you know that he's guiding our steps every day? Yeah. You know, we make our plans, but it's God that determines our steps. It's God that's leading and guiding us. I think it's important for us to remember and to consider, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what can you say to the listeners that are tuning in about being thankful for what you do have? What, what's a good practice? You know, what's a, the bedtime game that we play sometimes that can help us to be thankful for what we do have? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus game. So, how does that work? So, we have one person who thanks Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... Like, thank you, Jesus, for... My family. Or thank you, Jesus, for maybe oak. Or thank you, Jesus, for... Thank you, Jesus, for our fish. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for... Shooting bows. Yeah, thank Dad you, Jesus, for... Got a oh, yeah. Yeah, the podcast, or the turtle. Yeah, you guys have mm -hmm. a turtle coming in the mail. Yeah. In the mail, can you believe it? I know. I bet he's having the time of his life. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah. yeah, he's probably wondering, what is, what's all this bumpiness? I was just in a stream, and now I'm in the back of a truck. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out a name for that turtle. Timmy Tim? Timmy Tim? McCoy. McCoy? The real McCoy? 
Ooh, I like Sports that. Creek. Okay, guys. Well, let's wrap this up. Why don't we just go ahead and pray for the people that are listening in that we would be thankful and that, that they would be thankful for what God has given and that we would trust Him to provide. And we, we just want to be aware of God's presence, you know? Yeah. And that's what we want for them as well. Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, well, let's. we started off with prayer. Let's end with prayer, okay? Uh-huh. All right. Jesus, we thank you for your kindness to us. Holy Spirit, help us and open our eyes to the, your presence anywhere and everywhere we go. God, you are omnipresent. You are everywhere all the time. We just thank you for that. Help us recognize the gifts, the good gifts that you've given us, the provision that you just lay in our lap every single day, and then the gifts that you just shower upon us, that you love us and take care of us so well. And help us to not covet. Anytime we recognize we're coveting, we're thinking about something that we want that we don't have and daydreaming about it, help us to give that to you and just stop, pause, and pray. God, help me right now. and Just just pray about it. And Holy Spirit, we know that you're going to help us. We just thank you for that. Thank you for everyone that's listening, and I pray that they would be helped in the area of covetousness as well and that they would be thankful instead of coveting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for listening. You guys have anything, last words to say? Yep. What? I'll be your and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes and pass this along to every father and son that you know.